Greetings, you lovely lot. Welcome to Red Voices. But this week, we're trying not to accept the fact that we might be good in case it all falls apart against Liverpool. But United have got two wins over Reading and Hull in the last week. And it's time for me and Rich to go over them. Rich, how are our tricks? Hello, I'm not too bad. How are you? Excellent. I'm not too bad, buddy. Yes, it's uh, it, it's odd. Every time I think about United lately, I get quite a nice warm feeling. And that's something that I'm not necessarily used to given the last three years yeah. or so. It just feels like things are very much falling into place, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I think we've got that feeling of actually looking forward to the games rather than dreading them, which has become a bit of the norm for the last the last three years. So, yeah, I mean, I was just I was just um, just before we we started recording, I was trying to remember how many games we won in a row. And I think it's probably a good thing that I it took me a while to actually remember that it was nine. Yes, it's remarkable. I think. I mean, I, I can't remember the exact time we last got this many wins in a row. I know it's been a good few years, but I think that says a lot about how long it's been since we've been on this kind of run. You know, it, it's yeah. it's unprecedented for us since uh, since Ferguson retired. I think the best run we've been on since uh, the retirement was about six, and we managed that under Van Hal a couple of times in this first season. But yes, it's uh, it's uncharted territory for us in the last few years, and I, I'm still there's, there's definitely a part of me that's waiting for the other shooter drop so to speak in the sense that I'm still waiting for something to go wrong and I do have a worry about what's happening the weekend but before we get onto that let, let, let's look at Saturday's rather comprehensive win over Reading in the third round of the FA Cup so 4-0 to be fair whilst tonight against Hull didn't prove quite as straightforward as we had hoped Reading proved to be a lot more straightforward than we'd hoped you know for a side managed by Yip Yap Stam they were pretty bad but they were pretty bad and I think we were set up very well to to counter them, they their game is reliant on really possession and passing, kind of stereotypical Dutch Dutch game, and we we played it perfectly. I mean, we had forty five percent of possession against the Championship team, but you know we basically let them have the ball and then broke on them. And time and time again, their back four just couldn't cope with the pace that we had up front and the, and the skill, particularly Rashford and Martial. And it was about as comprehensive and comfortable a, a win as you'll ever see. And I I, I uh, wrote something on Monday. I was sort of looking back at a year ago, and that absolutely appalling one-nil win over Sheffield United at the same stage of the FA Cup. And I, I, I worked out that every single player that was available to Mourinho on Saturday was also available to Van Gaal last year for that mm. tie. And if you just look at the contrast, just you can remember the absolute bilge and the, the awful. You know, United, United's first shot on target in that game was the 69th minute, and the 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 crowd cheered ironically at it whereas you know contrast that to the Reading game really we were straight at them from the from the start and it was a really really enjoyable attacking open performance yeah they, they really struggled to deal with us from the off didn't they you know yeah, we good. got into that game very very early. what was that two goals in the first 15-20 minutes you know a word now for uh the well <laughs> essentially the birthday boy of Saturday uh Rooney's record equaling goal I mean excellent work by Martial nice little uh peace of mind from Juan matter to uh, you know get that into Rooney's path and a tidy little finish that is a huge huge goal for him and something he's been you know surely that's that's been something that he's desired for quite some time now to actually get up to par with Bobby Charlton because he's had a very quiet season in front of goal so far for us so <laughs> you know we've spoken about Rooney at length on this podcast so let, let, let's 
let's at least give credit where it's due in this stage because he has had a rather awkward season for sure. It's very, very difficult to take that record away from it, isn't it? You know, regardless of how you feel about him over the last couple of years or however long he's been at the club now, he's been a tremendous servant for United. And to see him reach that record, Bobby Charlton and Sir Alex Ferguson in attendance, it was a lovely moment, wasn't it? It was. I think. I think when it comes to Rooney, you've got to separate two things. You've got to. You've got to separate the the, the here and now, the last couple of years, when really he's. You know, the decline has been quite incredible, and you know, often it's been people have had a negative reaction to him being on the team sheet, and not not for not for good without good reason. But contrast that to Rooney, the player, and what he's given us throughout his career. From that perspective, you know, he he's played a huge part in some of the happiest and most exhilarating moments of my life. So. To see him him get the record is you know you know I I I I feel good for him. Um, you could see when he when he as he peeled away after he scored the goal that it was in this enormous weight and he'd been. It's, it's such a shame that he's crawling across the line, but I don't begrudge him the record at all, and I think he should be should be lauded to, for it forever. No, absolutely. It, it, he will end his career as top scorer of both England and Manchester United, which is a remarkable feat, whichever way you look at it in the modern day. It's an excellent feat that he's been able to stay as consistent as that to keep that keep that goal tally ticking over the last few years, even when he's you know had to fit in amongst so many great players around the club for you know most of the last twelve years. You know he's been playing second fiddle to fitting around the likes of Van Nistelrooy, Saha, Ronaldo, Berbatov, and now Ibrahimovic has essentially deposed him as the club's main striker and the best outlet front. So it's not necessarily an easy situation for him to be in, but he still keeps going. And you know and I do have a lot of respect for the way that he's handled the transition to more of a squad player this season. I think a lot of players in a situation, given you know how you know highly he's thought of at the club, would have potentially spat their dummy out of the pram. You know, given the fact that they haven't started, but I think he's handled it very well. To be fair, I think in that respect we were quite fortunate—not fortunate, but also fortunate—that his form dipped to quite the level it did because you know he was playing absolutely appallingly. And that wasn't only evident to everyone who was watching. I'm sure it was evident to him as well. And I think deep down, he probably couldn't argue too much with the idea that he'd been dropped. Mm. And he, he's also seen a team which is now winning consistently without him. And I think he's accepted, possibly accepted, we, we don't know, but possibly accepted this might be his last season at United. And mm. that Mourinho, I think Mourinho will do everything he can to make sure that he first gets that record um, and then has a you know, a positive final few months at United. Um, yeah. you know, he'll give him game game time to do that where he can. And so, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of discussion about whether Rooney should be a, a club legend or not. And people talk about the, the times he, you know, supposedly asked to leave. But even if you don't think that he's a legendary player on a similar level to the Holy Trinity or Giggs or whoever, then I think it would be hard to deny that he's one of United's most influential ever players. Absolutely, I completely agree on that. But another player who was pretty influential on a Saturday afternoon, Rich Martial. Lovely, well-taken second goal, which essentially killed the game off very, very early on. Uh, Martial definitely benefited from that start of the weekend, didn't he? He did, but he started. his form's improved dramatically in the last few weeks anyway. Um, he he was key in the first goal, really, because it was his little nutmeg before he uh, played in matter with the miss hit the shot to Rooney. And... That goal, his the goal he scored was really sort of classic Martial. You know, he he had the defenders frightened. He was running at them again. He was beating players, and they were backing off, which allowed him the space to, you know, just to just to really carefully guide the ball into the far corner. 
seeing him as he is now, he's really getting back towards his best as opposed to the player that we've 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 watched when he's played for the last few months, where he's just been running down blind alleys and running into players. And he, I mean, clearly his confidence was incredibly low. And I think that he could end up having a really important role for us this season. Hmm. That would be excellent. And he would again talking about uh, one of his colleagues who struggled during that first half. I mean, Rashford had, what, two or three chances to score, you know, including that open goal. Admittedly, it was from quite a tight angle in that first half. It was really nice to see Rashford get that brace after the break, regardless of, uh, well, essentially, he didn't necessarily have to do much work for it. Um, no. Lovely ball for Rooney, from Rooney, for that third goal, was it not? Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah. someone um, someone on Twitter uh, pointed out how alike that, that finish and... Ibrahimovic finish recently against who was it? I've completely forgotten. But it, it was a really similar finish. He drew the keeper and then just slipped the ball under him into the into the far corner. Um, and it was a really mature finish, particularly after he'd missed two really good chances in the first half. And really, in that first half, the only the only thing that he was doing wrong was his finishing because every other aspect of his game was was absolutely terrifying. Reading, so I think it was it was a good reward for him to get that goal, and it well deserved. Ooh. And uh, Ali Habsi made it very, very easy for the fourth. Yeah, well, the other, the other thing that Rashford does really well is he chases things down, um, and he got he got a reward for that against I think it was Northampton in the in the League Cup as well, wasn't it? Where he he chased chased the ball back to a keeper and it ended, ended up rolling and walking it into the net, or rather booting it into the net, which he seems to like to do. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a sim- it was a, a mistake and a simple finish for him, but it was made by his tenacity in chasing Al Habsi down and putting him under pressure. So that's 4-0. Yeah, that, that's running down. That's up to the fourth round of the FA Cup against uh, Wigan. And if I'm rightly thinking, that'll be happening towards the end of the month. So yeah, it's it, it, it shaped up quite nicely for us so far in this competition. You know, it's obviously going to get more difficult as we get deeper in, because that's just science. But yeah, a, a pretty solid start. And given the team that was put out there, given the way that we dispatch Reading, has definitely caused to say that Mourinho is taking this competition seriously. He seems to have done with everything that United have done so far. Yeah, and but I think as well, as I said, it was the, these were players that were available to Van Gaal last year. It's clear that he's he's managing to instil his ideas in the players that he inherited as well as as well as the new players. The way we played against Reading was was really refreshing. It was very direct. It was it was what we love to see at United. Players running with the ball. Lots of pace going forward and, and, and lots of chances on goal. You know, his his revolution appears to be in full swing now. Absolutely. So let's uh, fast forward ahead to uh, tonight. It was fair to say, I mean, you know, United especially, and Pogba and Mourinho were both essentially calling for us to kill the tie off tonight. Really didn't work out that way, did it? Marco Silva seemed to have Hull relatively compact. Admittedly, we did mix a bucket load of chances in that first half in particular. But yeah, that that was certainly a more difficult evening than I think most of us were expecting. Yeah, it was. The tempo just wasn't the same. The, the crowd wasn't the same. It was just really flat. And United were really sloppy. And despite that, as you say, we still created some pretty decent, maybe half chances in the first half. And certainly Mkhitaryan should have scored when the, the ball was pulled back to him. But it was just, for some reason, we were just, just very, very flat. I wonder whether we just felt that we could play at 70 or 80% and beat a whole team who were playing you know, two midfielders at, in defence and were a bit of a mess. And ultimately, they were they were actually more more stout as a team than we perhaps anticipated. And I think Mourinho will have given them a, a good rollicking at half-time and 
suggested they needed to go out and up tempo a bit. For sure. I mean, there were a couple of aspects where it, you know, we were doing some lovely build-up play. You know, I think the switch to the four-two-three-one that we saw a fair amount of in the first half of the season before Mourinho brought Carrick into the side, you could definitely see that was having a bit more of an effect on Pogba in terms of his ability to influence the game. I thought Mata and he, when they're on the ball, were spectacular for large parts of tonight. But Mkhitaryan, conversely, was pretty damn slack. You know, two really presentable opportunities came his way in that first half. Uh, killed the second one round the corner, and then Mata with that lovely pullback. It was very reminiscent of that uh, goal that Mata scored against West Ham last week. You know, Rashford pulled the ball back, and Mata was very well placed, and the opportunity to sort of direct the ball into the, the right-hand corner of the goal. But Mkhitaryan just, you know, put it towards the near post and put it wide. He didn't look quite on it. But then again, you know, Mkhitaryan, wonderful with the ball at his feet when he had the opportunity to run at hole, which is why I'm expecting him to be in the side against Liverpool at the weekend, because I'm sure we're not going to see nearly as much of the ball as we saw tonight. So, you know, a couple of disappointing aspects to that. Mata had uh, that early shot that was saved well by Jakubovic. Pogba with a long-range strike. And then there was that <laughs> Diamande hit in the post with the latest offside flag you will ever see this season. Or there, was, there, was, there was a good oh. shot across the line and the whole thing happened and the linesman didn't put his flag up and then the, the ball kind of rolled clear and everyone, everyone had moved on and he sort of leisurely lifted his flag when nobody cared anymore and gave it offside, which on a second look it actually wasn't anyway. Yeah, I think that was a scare and perhaps a bit of a wake up for us because Hull were you know, Hull Hull did break quite quickly a few times and got in some okay positions without actually hurting us too much and I wonder if that just really woke us up just before half well the period before half time and then I, I think Mourinho gave him gave him a good rollicking at half time and the tempo did improve a bit in the second half. I would agree with that. I mean I think there were a couple of options in that first in the first sort of opening bit of that second half. You know, there was Pogba spewing passes all over the shop. It was fantastic. Actually spewing uh, I'm not necessarily sure that's the right term. <laughs> Good grief. Pogba's passing was outrageous at times in that second half in particular. You know, there was a lovely ball across the room. He was in space who had time and then just fizzed it across goal and that was pretty much his last involvement of the game. It would be a bit of a fairy tale if he was able to get that <laughs> that all-time top scorer goal against Liverpool, but we'll have to wait and see for that on Sunday. I'm not convinced he'll see much time on the pitch on Sunday. but No, I, I wouldn't expect him to start that game whatsoever. So, yeah, that should be an interesting one to see how that one pans out. There was that point where Rashford sort of kind of got in Mkhitaryan's way when he was offside and Mkhitaryan wasn't quite able to bring the ball under control. But then the goal, Pogba to Valencia again, the beautiful pass, deep cross, Mkhitaryan headed it, that was going wide, and Mata very, very well placed once again to tap him from close range. Yeah, he was. I think it was interesting that we, we tried a lot of quite intricate stuff throughout the game, and at, at various points it broke down, either, either the finish wasn't good enough, or the final pass, or the final dribble. And we ended up winning the game with two quite, you know, quite ugly English goals, really, didn't we? You know, one, yep. one was a cross, headed, headed back across goal, and... and touched in the far post and and then the the last one was as industrial as you can as you can imagine but um it's nice that we we have the ability to score ugly as well as you know score pretty goals because you know earlier in the season we were struggling to score any of the goals so it's it's better that we have a a bit a, a bit more to our game than than having to get things you know intricately right so in a way that was pleasing to see and we, we needed that goal because if, you know the crowd were getting frustrated. I think the team were getting frustrated, and that, if we'd finished the game without at least a two-goal lead, it would have been really, really disappointing. And I think Mourinho would have been disappointed as well. 
No, I agree. I, I think there were plenty of... Uh... Maybe not plenty, but there were several moments during that game where you thought, even at nil-nil or at one-nil, you just thought, "This is us." And whilst we have definitely played really, really good football on this running run, there's still these occasional flashpoints in defence where we give teams chances. You know, we're not absolutely rock solid at the moment. Yeah, a couple of presentable opportunities. You know, Sean Maloney had that rather scuffed shot out in front of goal. We still give teams a look in every now and then. And at one-nil, you're just thinking that second leg. We have made life pretty difficult for ourselves if we dominate this much and create so many chances and don't come away with the second. You know, I mean, we came close on a couple of occasions after the matter goal. You know, Pogba hit the post for the seventh time this season, which is absolutely remarkable. Another beautiful free kick. Keeper was absolutely stranded and wasn't getting anywhere near it. And then, as you mentioned, a relatively route one goal to seal it off with uh, everyone's favourite Belgian. What a cross that was from Damien. It, it was a great cross, but I think I should point out I was critical of Mourinho earlier in the season, but I think in the last few weeks we've seen him at his best and we've seen how his substitutions can change can change games or affect games in a really positive way. And he's done that again tonight. You know, he brought on Fellaini. I think he went up, came with Mata, and it was clear we were going to go a lot more direct. And that's exactly what we did, and that's exactly what worked. And it was actually a, a really clever-headed finish at the end. And we really needed that second goal. I think the second leg would have been really edgy had we not got that. So that was a really important moment. Absolutely. I mean, it changes the whole context of the tie, doesn't it? It, it yeah. gives Hull less impetus to go out and attack the game. Arguably, they've still got to come out and at least try when we play them at the KC Stadium in a couple of weeks' time. But at the same time, a two-goal lead is something to you know to be able to protect. You know, A one-goal lead is going to be very, very nervous at the best of times, no matter how much we're dominating the game. So to get the second, as you mentioned, was particularly important. And it was nice for Fellaini to get it as well. You know, it wasn't a particularly nice moment to see him booed and everything. And whilst I don't think he's anyone's favourite United player, apart from, you know, maybe his mum, it, it was it was really pleasing. And I've got to say, I absolutely loved it when he ran up to Mourinho. Mourinho clearly not expecting that hug. Yeah, he didn't look prepared at all, was he? He, was like... <laughs> he dove right in there. Absolutely gorgeous. Loved it. I think as well, if you, if you heard afterwards, there was a there were a few songs in, in Fellaini's name emanating from the Stretford end, which is... There were, yeah. I've seen the visual evidence. Which is nice after after the booing that he got recently, which I, you know, I really can't get on board with. So even if we don't particularly think he's good enough to be a United player, it doesn't hurt to support your players in person. It's a, it's a good idea, IMO, supporting your own players. Well, you, you'd think it's fairly obvious, wouldn't it? Because, wouldn't you? Because booing your players is not going to motivate them or help them in any any way at all. Yeah, and I mean, he just looked really pleased to score that goal. And I'm sure he's another one that I, I think, well, we don't know. I mean, Mourinho seems to like him, but he's another one who must be thinking, well, you know, maybe perhaps this is, a, this is my last season at United. He'll be down to the last 12 months of his contract in the summer, and I'd be surprised if we gave him a new one. So mm. it's just nice for the, him and other, other sort of squad players to contribute. Absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, big contribution as well. That, that sets us up quite nicely for that second leg in a couple of weeks time and definitely takes his thing out of it you know it's similar to that goal that he scored against Club Bruges last season for the second leg obviously that was a procession and we ended up dealing with that quite well but it was a 2-1 lead until he came on relatively late on and tapped in a number three so yep great to not necessarily put a bow on that time we certainly haven't killed it off but we've given ourselves a really good position to go from and it's going to be interesting to see how Liverpool fare with Southampton tomorrow you know the Saints aren't in fantastic form but I still fancy them to to give them something to think about tomorrow night because it's not necessarily common for Southampton to be in this sort of position. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how the uh, the other uh, tie in the semi-final pans out. 
Yes, there's. Uh, I don't. Want to, I don't want to think too far ahead to the final because the the concept of facing Liverpool in a cup final simultaneously makes me feel incredibly excited but utterly sick at the same time. That's the point I was going to make. The great danger of playing Liverpool in a in a worthwhile final is, you know, we've 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 beaten them in finals and lost them in finals. There is literally nothing nothing worse than than losing to Liverpool and losing to them in a final is end of days. I remember being particularly miffed by the. The League Cup defeat in 2003, was it 2003? See the 2002-2003, yeah. And obviously we had the, the elation of the Cantona-inspired FA Cup final victory. So Just to make you feel old, Rich, I was nine years old when that happened. Yeah, I wasn't nine years old when that happened. <laughs> no, you were not. I, 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 I was actually, I'd finished school by some distance by then. But anyway, but like you say, I, on the one hand, playing them in the final is exciting. And on the other hand, it's absolutely terrifying. But it is what it mm. is, isn't it? And I'd be surprised if it ultimately over two legs wasn't then that we played if we get through. For sure. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all pans out. And, you know, here we are now at the end of uh, a nine-game run looking forward to Sunday afternoon at Old Trafford. Uh, I mean, th- this is kind of good, actually, for me in a personal perspective because I've got my child's fifth birthday party to think about. So that should prove enough of a distraction. But I know by the time I get around to four o'clock, I am going to be figuratively bricking it. There's just something about this fixture every time that just gives me kittens. I, I, I'm really not sure how this is going to go whatsoever. I mean, I, I'm expecting a draw out of anything because I do think that Liverpool are much likely to be more effective than they were when we played them at Anfield. But I'd also expect United because we are playing much better football than we were when we played them back in October to offer more. But I, I will admit, I, I am scared. I am a bit scared about this. I think it could be another one that comes down to tactics. I'm, I'm scared as well because whilst we're in such excellent form, I think the last time we were this confident was after the first three games of the season this season when we faced City and got absolutely destroyed in that first half. Liverpool at their best play will play in a very similar way to the way City did in that first half. And at Anfield, Mourinho very effectively nullified that, that game. But obviously at home, we're, the the impetus is on us to, to do more than that. We've got to try and win the game. And I think it could come down to who gets the tactics right on the day. I wouldn't like to predict it. I, I, think, I think I'd probably, if I was pushed, go for a draw as well. But if we could win our 10th game in a row against Liverpool, that would be extremely pleasant. That would be, as they say, pretty sweet. Yeah, I've been kind of tossing and turning it over in my mind and thinking about what the connotations are for us essentially losing this one partially because naturally it's just my inclination to go towards the negative. And if you take the the drama out of the occasion and take away the fact that it's Liverpool that we're playing, you take away the fact that it's Liverpool and just think about this as a second place team. Obviously, it's not great to lose to them because we are still so close to the top four, but we're still not quite there. If you just think about it as a fact that we're playing a close rival, no, it would be pretty damn bad to not win that game or at least, you know, make sure that we don't lose it. But I think it will feel a hell of a lot worse if we don't get a result out of it, purely because it is Liverpool and you don't necessarily want to allow a team so close to you, let alone, you know, a, a very near and dear rival to get one up on you like that, especially not at home. And I'm sure Mourinho is approaching it in the correct manner. And I trust him based on how games have panned out since, you know, we've had you know our backsides handed to us by Chelsea a couple of months ago. I trust him to get it right. And 
there is a part of me that is preparing for the worst just because it is Liverpool. And they, as I said, my mind is just naturally going to the negative spot. I'm looking forward to it. And I would say that we are very well prepared to deal with it. Obviously, we've got to bring Zlatan into the equation because you know he wasn't present for realness tonight. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he is fit and available for the game on Sunday. Because obviously, if he's fit, then he goes straight into the side. But yeah, I think the point that is worth mentioning is that drop points... Uh, if we draw or lose aren't necessarily the end of the world I think that there is obviously a psychological element that comes into it because it is Liverpool so if we do lose and that is obviously going to hurt a hell of a lot more than if it was anyone else but I think what is worth mentioning is that if things don't go our way on Sunday at Old Trafford that it really isn't the end of the world we, as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago and last week as well we've got a run of winnable games coming up in the league so it's really not going to kill our chances of getting into the top four and cementing a place there and staying there if we don't get a victory on Sunday. I do think it's a really big game. I think you're right, obviously. Whichever way it goes is not the end of days. But I think it will put set down a huge psychological marker to both teams. If we win again, then you know the, the bandwagon rolls on and we've been Liverpool, so the, the boost from that will be even bigger and we'll be two points behind them and certainly you know, really into that the mix for the top certainly second to fourth if not you know making up any ground on Chelsea I think if we win that game it's enormous if we draw it I think as you say both teams live to fight another day and we just carry on as we have been and if if we lose then that's a really significant psychological blow and then it will be a real challenge for the team to see if the team can respond to that you know as we've said we've got a we've got six weeks of pretty reasonable fixtures you know we'll perhaps learn what this team's made or if we lose that game and then have to respond and go on a winning winning run again but let's hope it doesn't come to that (laughs) yes absolutely let's hope it doesn't come to that it's a fixture that utterly enthralls me and repels me in so many ways it, it, it doesn't feel like any other game that I watch United play just because of the pure butterflies that I have and the pure nervousness that I have when I'm watching United play that game because you just want to win that fixture that is still the one for me you know and I'm sure that many 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 United fans feel the same so it's going to be very interesting to see how we play it out so let's look at United's form as a whole before we round off for the night Rich what do you think has been the main difference in this winning run uh, in comparison with what we were seeing beforehand? You know, those drop points against, uh, you know, Burnley, Stoke, Everton, etc. I think it's twofold. I think firstly, Ibrahimovic has started shooting straight. <laughs> which, well, I mean, it, you know, a, lot, a lot of it comes down to being as simple as that, doesn't it? You know, we looked back at, earlier in the season at some of his misses and the, the key moments in games that happened and the points that we dropped as a result you know over the last six to eight weeks we've been talking about the points that he's won us and certainly that's been the case another has been the integration of Mkhitaryan and the added goal threat that he's offered which I think has been really important and then I think it's just the fact that Mourinho's fought come across part you know part by part by luck part by judgment come across a formation and a, and a balance within the team that works you know I think he came across the Rocco Jones axis <laughs> by pure, pure purely by accident but it's turned out to be incredibly effective yeah and... i mean when was the i don't think i've ever thought well and i've never seen marcus rocker go off injured and thought that's a really big shame i'm a bit concerned i mean yeah. obviously from a human level you'd rather our players didn't get injured but i've never looked at him coming off the pitch or the possibility of him not being available for us and thought actually that could be that could have quite a negative effect. It's remarkable. That was the downer. It was a Reading game, wasn't it? The single downer. Mm. 
that that made us all reevaluate our our priorities in life. <laughs> Steady on. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say the other the other thing was you know the, the discovery of 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 Carrick the Carrick Herrera Pogba midfield which it seems to have a perfect balance for us with Pogba's sorry with his Carrick's distribution and sort of screening the back four Herrera's work rate and and it gives Pogba the the license to actually get forward and do what he does um, and and I think the key has been getting the best out of Pogba and Ibrahimovic, which we've definitely done. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, With Ibrahimovic now, you know, 18 goals in the first half of the season, you would not bet against him hitting 30 by the time this year is done. It, it, it'd be remarkable for a 35-year-old to be able to do that, considering the career he's already had and to have been so effective for us, despite that, you know, really awkward patch that he had, where, as you mentioned, he was not necessarily shooting straight. Yeah, going back to what we were talking about at the start of the evening, it's really, really difficult to get away from the good feeling that you get from watching United now because, you know, we've spoken about it so many times. This just didn't happen last season. Even when we won a couple of games in a row, we weren't necessarily playing good football. It never necessarily felt like the penny had dropped or that we had really, really turned a corner. It felt like every time we had a good couple of wins, we were merely approaching a corner. You know, you can remember that uh, that one nil victory against Watford. Matter scored that uh, really late free kick, and that was followed up by the West Brom game, where Matter then got sent off, and we lost one nil. And then subsequently, things sort of fizzled out from there, and it, we had a pretty indifferent end to the season from there. So, so many sort of false storms over the last few years. This feels different, doesn't it? But I think the, the point with those games is that we were winning games, but we didn't ever look. We didn't ever look capable of of going on a run we were winning games we didn't necessarily deserve to win you know one of the things that people did talk about last year was the efficiency of our shooting and we were scoring more goals than than the number of chances we we created should have allowed i think the difference this season as well is that we can see that we've got world-class players which i don't think we had last year and in guys like pogba and ibrahimovic and mkhitaryan you can see that even if the team is perhaps not functioning quite as it should they can score goals out of nothing which we didn't ever have last year you know for, for, to be winning games the whole unit have to function at once yeah to hope for a bit of magic from martial where at this point you've got pogba who can you know yeah exactly chuck a crossfield pass over to valencia without breaking a sweat you've got abrahamovic who will at this moment in time reliably put a chance away for you you've got mkhitaryan who can run and make things happen and create space you've got several really really good players playing at a really really high optimum level consistently yeah and as you say last year it was basically a case of get the ball to Marshall and hope he does something and now he has started doing really cool things again we can look at it and go actually we've got at least four players who who could do something really cool out of nothing and and that must take a load off him as well because you think he came over he came over as a teenager and immediately he was United's best outfield player and the person everybody looked to win games and that's a hell of a burden for a, for a teenager at a, a club the size of United. So, and I think it makes such a difference. Players being able to look around at their teammates and think, you know what, we're we're pretty good here, and I've got a lot of we've got a lot of players who can win games, and teams should be afraid of us. And I think we've got that arrogance back, which we didn't have even three months ago. I, I, and I think teams, and I think Liverpool as well. Although it's not in Klopp's nature to to play defensively. I think Liverpool will be coming to United more afraid than they would have done three months ago and certainly more afraid than they would have done last year. Absolutely. I mean, despite the fact that our league record against Liverpool 
was very good under Van Gaal. What was it? Four, it's four victories on the trot. You know, we, we lost <laughs> lost both games under Moyes because obviously we did. But yeah, you know, two wins at Anfield, you know, complete with uh, Juan's magical goal. And then two wins at Old Trafford subsequently as well. So yeah, we've got, a, you know, obviously the Europa League aside, which was bad, if you don't remember it. The modern record against Liverpool in the league in particular is very, very good. You know, it, obviously that draw a couple of months ago was a result of playing, you know, at what would be normally described as a sort of a classic Mourinho performance. You know, very backs of the wall, trying to eke out space and closing down and not really letting the opposition get into any sort of rhythm and then you know essentially trying to knit one on the break or just try and grab a cheeky goal and it just didn't quite work out I'm sure we're going to see a different approach and I do think that it's going to be down to the likes of Mkhitaryan, Martial and Pogba to really open the space up and really provide on those occasions where we are able to attack because it's not going to be anything like anything we've seen over the last few weeks I would expect it to be more like the Spurs game where we'll get random pockets of pressure but we'll be pushed back you know Liverpool are playing good football you know they're still they still got their inconsistencies about them you know every team in the league does you know Chelsea didn't necessarily have the best game against Spurs and they've shown that they actually are fallible so you know every team in the league has got deficiencies so I think we'll see aspects of both those deficiencies on Sunday you know United still are as we said they're not the finished product defensively so we can be got at but Liverpool arguably are even less capable defensively so again it's going to be very interesting to see how we're able to cope with that their back four is really quite poor as a unit and they obviously have their goalkeeping issues as well and I think Mourinho was thinking we can't let them have the ball we can't let them play in front of us we've got to put pressure on the back four and put pressure on the keeper and I think if we do that then you know, there's a very good chance we can win. Obviously, it's easier said than done. Just, just saying you want to do that, and you know, Liverpool's passing can can be very difficult to 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 break down. But it's in, interesting talking about the two games. It's it's the real contrast that we went to Anfield as the I would say as the significantly inferior mm. team. Perhaps not in terms of talent, but in terms of as playing as we were and playing as they were. We we were the you know we we were the outsiders for that game. Whereas I think they come here and we go into the game on at least a level footing perhaps even perhaps even as favorites so there's such a different dynamic to this game and it's really interesting to see how how both managers approach it I I just think if we really get at them just as as we did with City in the second half if we really really get at them and put them under pressure then I think there are goals and there's a win there for us. It's just very frustrating looking back at that City game because if we'd done that from from the off, I think we would have beaten them that day. But instead, we just sat we just sat off and let them play around us, and that's just the one thing we can't afford to do. You know, I think it it it, it did carry good. Well, it will do carry good to have not played any part in the game today. So he's clearly clearly being rested for the game on Sunday. So we'll go back to what you would assume is. Go back to that four-three-three. Carrot, Carrera, Pogba, and I'm assuming, you know, illness provided, uh, illness permitting. Sorry, Ibrahimovic, uh, Mkhitaryan, Martial, presumably on the left up front, and then that back four of Darmian, Valencia, and Smalling and Jones, who provided Rocha doesn't come back into the team. I think, in terms of being our most effective team, that's probably it, and I say that with a full heart of love for Juan Mata. But in that four-three-three think we can perhaps get a bit more out of Mkhitaryan and Martial on the wings in current form. Yeah, I agree. Going back to Carrot, the, the, his importance has been shown, really, in the last week. Looked a bit awkward tonight without him, didn't it? We did, exactly. And it, it always does when he's not there. We, you know, we're incredibly fluid against 
against Reading and then tonight was quite stunted and we, we didn't quite have the shape and, and the flow that we normally have. And, you know, that's so noticeable every time he's not in the team. And it's ridiculous because he's 35, but, but he does just give us that, that balance and that presence behind the other two midfielders and, and the distribution as well is really important. If he has another big game on Sunday, then there's every chance we can win that game. And I think he's become, again, one of our most important players. Right, so let's round off, Rich. Score prediction for Sunday, if you would please. Oh, 2-1 United. Oh, see, that sounds good. I'm going to go with one all. And at the moment, giving <laughs> how nauseous I already feel, I would take that. That would be wonderful. All right, buddy. Thank you very much for joining me this evening. Always a pleasure. It's all right. Guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, don't forget you can get us on all the normal channels. You can get us on Twitter at RedVoicesMUSC. You can get Rich at, at RichardCan76. And you can get me at, at Leonard, And, of course, the blog at RedVoicesMUSC.wordpress.com. You have yourself a fantastic few days. We'll be back the next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.